Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hi there. Welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. You know, I'm recording this actually on Christmas Day. It's going to be released on the 29th, which is this coming Friday, but I'm recording it on Christmas for a reason. Yeah, we're doing some holiday things upstairs, and we have been yesterday and the days coming up. We've been wrapping presents and doing the kinds of things that you would expect, and it's been joyful and it's fun. And we're looking forward to distributing presents and all that good stuff later, today. Uh, In fact, as soon as I'm done recording this. But I wanted to talk about something really important. Because while we're doing joyful, fun, and happy things, and while we're celebrating the birth of Christ, and while we are Christians and we believe and know and have certainty in those things, I'm also keenly, deeply, and powerfully aware of other things, other views, other feelings, pain, suffering, hunger, war, poverty, fatigue, depression, and the rest that is going on in full force today, yesterday, all the days up to this, the days after this, people that are lonely, people that are hurting, people that are wondering where they're going to eat next or if they're going to eat next or fear for their safety or who have addictions and are wondering where the next fix comes from and the next hit and the next needle and all the rest. So I understand that. And I say that And you could be saying, you don't have any idea. I I won't even argue with you. I do not know your specific situation, nor can I. But here's what I do know. I have been an addict for years. I struggled with deep, deep, deep depression. Depression so severe that it caused me to attempt suicide a couple of times, twice. Specifically, and a couple other peripherals that could be construed as such reckless behavior that I had a death wish. And I was in and out of rehab and had a massive addiction to multiple substances. So I understand some of that. My depression drove me to self-sabotaging behavior. And my drug of choice was the need to hate myself. And so no matter how good things got, I always chose to ruin it. As this day comes, Christmas, I I have 10 children, each one of which... Kellen, Whitney, Jamard, Brylan, Andrell, Nisha, Lanson, Melina, Ramel, Devya, all interesting names, uh, names that I created because I wanted them to be unique and special. Yet, as a result of my own struggles through life, three failed relationships, deep addictions, all kinds of stuff, many of my own children don't have a relationship with me right now. They're quote, estranged, and they don't answer texts and don't call me and don't wish me happy birthday and don't acknowledge Christmas or birthday greetings, even though I send them every year all the time. I say that not because I want any sympathy, because I don't. It is no longer a weight and a pain in my heart. And let me tell you how and why. 
I love them with every ounce of my soul. I love them exactly where they are, no matter what struggles they're going through. And even though they don't talk to me directly, I get information about what's going on in their lives from other places. But not a lot and not detailed information. And so I get to see some of it and my heart aches. And this isn't an episode about poor Kellen. But this is an episode to invite you to consider this. No matter where you are in your journey in life, no matter how much is stacked against you, there is hope, there is tomorrow, there is a future, and there is opportunity. Now, I say that coming from, you know, the times I tried to kill myself and the times when I saw no hope and darkness was all that I perceived and all I ever thought I could have. So I know what that feels like. And I don't pretend to know your situation or your feeling. But I live now with the truth that, you know, I have a bunch of estranged kids. My brothers and sisters, some of them are friendly. Some of them aren't. Some of them are negative. Some of them them are estranged because of the raucous mess of my life. Failed relationships. That's very frowned on in our culture and family. I had three divorces, so I'm an awful, black, rotten, stinking outcast. And some of them are still hurt and hurting. And you know what? I have nothing, absolutely nothing but pure love. But here's the interesting thing. Excuse me, whether it's with my siblings or with my own dear children, I do not know what else to do. If there was some magic thing, not even magic, if there was something that I could do that would fix or heal or begin that, I would do it. And one of the things I've thought about, and you might think about this too, I think sometimes I get the feeling that one or another or several of them, I don't know, are waiting for me to do a certain thing. If if, if you would just do that, I don't know what that is. You know, I've apologized every way I know how for the things that I did. My addictions ended 16 years ago. You know, all that's changed. All the things that are From those eras, our past, everything changed radically in 2007, yet for their own reasons, that they have remained where they are. And here's the truth. That fact used to just ruin me. I blamed myself horribly. I still get texts that say, you know, you ruined my life. When I And much, much more deeper, bitter anger, you know, on and on and on. And repeating that doesn't do any good here, but it used to just destroy me for days because I believed all of it, that everything was my fault, and I didn't know what to do or how to fix anything. And here's the truth. Even if there were some magic thing I could do, and I would do it, some apology, some kind of offer or gesture, I'd do it in heartbeat. But I don't know what it is, and nobody has told me any, so I don't know, I can make up stuff. Of course, I send greetings and love all the time, and they, they fall on deaf ears or are not seen. I don't even know the answer there. So so here's the key to that change. That used to just wreck me. And then what it did is it wrecked my current day. So every every holiday became anathema for me, pain, struggling. Blah. Every birthday of theirs was pain for me because I couldn't connect or celebrate or love. And here's the thing that I now know. If there's something that I need to do and they want it, they'll tell me. If I'm supposed to guess, that'll never happen because I don't, I can't read minds. And so here's what the change is. And this is what I'm offering you. And I gave you all that history, not so you'd feel anything for me, but so you'd get at least some idea that I have some experience here. 
And here's what I know. I know that love is the answer. First, last, and always. Everything. I, Tuesday's episode, I talked about the infinite power of love, and that is all there is. Love is the healing. It is the sauce. It is the prescription. It is the salve. It is the healing balm. It is everything, everywhere, all the time, followed right behind by forgiveness. Forgiveness is simply a choice to no longer allow the mistakes of the past to have power in the present. Now, that doesn't mean you forget what someone did, and it doesn't mean that you put yourself in danger, none of that. Take that off the table. If you want more detail, you can read the book I wrote called Forgiveness, A Journey of Courage to a Place of Freedom and Power, because it takes courage to forgive completely and unconditionally others and yourself. If you've hurt others like I had, then you need to forgive yourself, because continuing to beat yourself up, uh, to degrade, to be negative, to hate yourself or anyone else doesn't do anything to heal, bless, or lift. Nothing at all. In fact, all it does is limit my ability and your ability to be powerful in the present. And that was the turning point. I realized that no matter what I did, that the turning point in any relationship with any of them is their choice to be open to the possibility. I can't force that door open, and neither can you. So let's go back to holidays and depression and sadness and growth and the opportunity. To, I named this one holidays, depression, and growth, and that's because these feelings of community or lack of community, love or lack of love, estrangement or kinship, family relationship is felt most keenly. Birthdays, holidays, you know, those kinds of things. And it, that used to be death for me, and maybe it is for you, and that's why I'm putting it here this week. You are valuable. You are infinite. You are capable. You are wonderful. I don't care. And here's the thing. Your life might suck in your own mind right now. You might think that because of some of these externalities. It might suck in your own mind because you think you're too poor or you're sick or you don't have a good job or you don't have the money you need or you don't have this or you don't have that. That might all be weighing on you right now. I'm not pretending any of those problems away. What I'm telling you is my discovery is that the best way to meet those is from a place of love from a place of kindness, from a place of growth. So I can meet every day with anger, frustration. I can meet every day with sadness or with fear or with pain. And that affects how I show up. And it did for a long time for me. I, I wasn't able to show up good. I wasn't able to be there for joy, my wife or my coaching clients or any, you know, I wasn't able to do that because I was still carrying this rock, these rocks of pain that I can't fix, that you can't fix. So if you have an illness and you can't get over it, it is what it is. Choose to accept what is and ask yourself, what can you create? Who can you love anyway? That's a real question, and it's hard, but it's true. So, for example, I was supposed to perform uh, yesterday at church, and... I woke up Saturday morning with a, something, a cold or whatever, and I prayed very hard and meditated and did the things that I know how to do for a miracle, for a blessing. 
and it came, and I was able to do what I needed to do, and it was wonderful. But I could have been angry and frustrated and cursed God and said, why did you do this to me? I'm busy trying to do something for you and for church and for good. Like, what's the deal? But instead, my learning has been to just lean into everything with love and say, okay, it is what it is. I'll do the best I can. And then ask and do everything I could. You know, I treated everything I had with you know medicine and everything that I could do. And it turned out that it turned out fine. And it was a great blessing. So you, we, you, we limit our power when we give in to depression. We limit our power when we give in to anger or sadness or bitterness. Now, I'm not pretending depression or anxiety or bipolar or any of that stuff isn't powerful and real. It is. But I also know from my own experience there's opportunity for us to take action to do something about it. My depression, I didn't treat it. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't get help for 35 years. From when I was 17, 15, left home till I was about 52. I just ignored it because I thought it's all my fault. I just suck if I could just be better. And I blamed myself and my upbringing and everything reinforced that. And so I lived that whole self-blame thing. When I finally said, you know, I don't really understand what's going on in me. But I'm going to do something different. I'm going to try everything I can to see what I can do. And when I started trying things, meditation, medication, counseling, talking to different people, choosing to love instead of hate, all kinds, things as simple as light. There's all kinds of studies that show light has an effect on depression and just on and on. So, and I'm not saying my solutions fix your problem, but if you want to know all the things I tried that eventually have worked, and I find myself completely happy, joyful, powerful every day instead of trying to kill myself like I used to be. I wrote all that in a book called Tightrope of Depression, my journey from darkness, despair, and death to light, love, and life. And I wrote that book not to be angry at anyone else, not to blame the misdeeds of those who abused me in childhood. None of that. It's not a book about railing or anger. It's just a book about a journey of someone who didn't know what was happening, who lived for decades not knowing what to do or what was happening, and then finally, in 2007, had an awakening that at least awakened me, didn't fix anything, but it awakened me to the possibility that I could do something about it. Instead of the reality, which I had lived before, which is, it's, it's too late, too bad, can't fix, can't, can't, can't. So I wrote that book to share that truth, to detail my journey, but to share everything that I learned and did. Why? To help people like me, who were struggling, who are struggling, who have not anywhere to turn. I didn't have family to turn to. I didn't have anyone to talk to. Every single thing I had to go find on my own. And God provided invitation and help, but didn't wave a wand and fix stuff. I don't put that beyond the power of God, but it seems to be that the design of this existence is for us to choose. 
So I had to choose not once, but over and over and over and over and over again to get help, to talk to people, to experiment with different things that I've outlined in the book, and I've listed some of them, to deal with that. And yeah, holidays were especially acute. There was bitter divorces. I was divorced three times. I have two spouses that wanted literally to kill me. One of them did everything they could to ruin my career and even invited me repeatedly to commit suicide by saying, I can't wait to wake up in a world without you. And that's one who's one of someone in her close family had committed suicide. So she was well acquainted with it and was very, very diligently trying to get that to happen, trying to get me to do that and almost succeed. So, and, and that's because, you know, they were hurting and I understand they were acting from their own hurt because hurt people hurt people. I was one of those. The, the point of this message is both to acknowledge where you are wherever that is on the spectrum of hopeless and helpless to on the way to health and healing to all the way healthy and healed. That that journey moving across that spectrum is 100% dependent on mine or your willingness to take action. Any kind of action, even the fraction of action, talking to anyone, following up, tiny movements. Sometimes they're big. Usually, They're small. Usually they're a little at a time. Rage, anger, lashing won't fix anything. Raging at others, even if they were cruel, unkind, bitter, vicious, and everything, doesn't fix a single thing, in my experience. It doesn't doesn't do anything. It doesn't make me feel better, and it doesn't hurt them, whoever they are, whatever they did. Now, if there's illegal stuff, if someone, you know, violently, you know, sexually abused you, all of the legal remedies are there and they should be used if appropriate to, to handle that. And I'm not suggesting for one second you put yourself in a dangerous situation. But what I am saying is that when you sit in either fear or you sit in rage, neither one of those help you. So get somewhere safe and begin to take responsibility for your own healing. I'm not saying you can heal yourself. I couldn't. I needed all kinds of help, but my weakness was an unwillingness to go get a help and a double unwillingness to actually do what was suggested or offered. I didn't want to take medication. I found it impossible to get into a regular regime of meditation, which is also a powerful and proven tool. I resisted all of those things. And finally, what won me over is, look, am I going to choose? I'm choosing either way, right? Am I going to choose to stay in this miserable place? Or am I going to try these things to see what happens? And you know what? I don't know about you, but yeah, I have to tr- had to try a bunch of things. It wasn't like there was a magic thing. I had a client once, I've had more than one client in this situation, who told me they'd been on antidepressants for 20 or 30 years, and they're not working. And in much further deep conversation, I'm shortchanging this a bit, but it became clear that what they expected was, I'm going to take a pill and boom, I'm going to be just okay. Well, let's think about what antidepressants or other medication does. It adjusts your hormone ba- or your neurotransmitter balance, serotonin, dopamine, you know, SDRIs, SSRIs. It just changes the level of chemistry. And that level of chemistry does have a lot to do with our mood, absolutely. But it doesn't make us do anything. 
if we notice, uh, you know, I do feel a little different, we still have to choose to take action, even if it's tiny. Stay on the meds if you're choosing that route. And try different ones if they're not functioning for you. And even if you, and notice on purpose, get all the sleep you need. Like there's a ton of things that make those things work or not work. If you're not getting enough sleep, a good solid eight hours a night, you're not giving yourself the best chance to have fun, to have a life, to take the action. If you're not taking meds, if that's what you've chosen, if you're not seeing your counselor and following the directions to the letter without resistance, with leaning in, with hopeful and, you know, anxiousness for them to work, you're not trying. Now, I'm not promising any of those will do anything. But what I know is when I did stuff with half-assed intent, they didn't work. The first time I went to rehab, I smuggled drugs into the center. Excuse me. And I did that because I wasn't there to fix. I wasn't there. I, I didn't want to be there. Something happened, and I went, da-da-da. But I, you know, I was going to prove it didn't work. Well, of course. I, of course, because my intent was failure, get out of my face. I'm going to continue on my miserable life. When I changed and said, no, I'm intent that I'm going to get into a different pattern, a life of love, prosperity, purpose, joy, what I call your ultimate life here on the screen, www.yourultimatelife.ca. I put a bunch of free things there. The five master keys to creating your ultimate life. This is not some hype to sell you something. They're free. Yeah, and then you get on my email list and I send you stuff. But it's all aimed at helping you live to your fullest potential, to elevate above all the negativity, to lift yourself so you can lift and bless others. Because here's the secret. We, you and me, we need to soften our hearts. The stuff that has happened to you or that you have done, if you're like me at all, has hardened your heart. When people have done stuff to you, harden your heart looks like, how could that happen to me? How could they? They were supposed to be trustworthy, good. I thought that was forever, da, 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 and it hardens your heart. Or if you have done things to others, you know, as an addict, I was a liar, pathological liar, and I was a crappy dad, and of my 10 kids, you know, it shows because of the estrangement. And so I had hardened my heart. How come I couldn't? Why did I have 10 kids? Why did God give me all these kids if I was just going to spoil them? And rah, rah, rah. None of that helped when I softened my heart. And that just means allow for the possibility of growth. So today, the episode's called Holidays, Depression, and Growth. And it's called that because holidays are an intense time, can be, of focus on our situation the community we have or the community we don't have, the guilt that we're carrying or the love that we're sharing, the love that comes to us or the lack of love that comes to us. All of those things are made louder on birthdays and holidays and especially around a time like Christmas or the equivalent for whatever tradition you have when those things are absent, when things that should be family and joy and fun and togetherness are not that, then it hurts worse, way worse. Suicide rates go up, addiction problems go up, etc. Because why? Because we're looking for ways to cope. 
there is a better way to cope. It took me decades to find it, and it is to learn to love. Number one, love yourself. I don't care what's happened to you. I don't care what you've done. The most important thing you can do right now is to begin to love yourself. Now, it goes without saying that you end whatever your practices are. If you're in the practice of hurting yourself, stop. And if you need help, get the help to stop. If you're in the practice of hurting others, stop. Or get, and get the help you need to stop. Because the behaviors, if you keep cutting your arm, then it keeps bleeding no matter what you think or meditate or anything. So the activities have to quit. I had to get sober. I had to actually mean it and get the help I needed to get sober. But it was way beyond drugs for me because my addiction was the need to help, to hate myself. That was it. And they asked me, what's your drug of choice? Self-loathing. I needed to hate myself. So when I created big success, I needed to ruin it because I didn't deserve it. And that circle went on and on. So regardless of who loves you or who doesn't, who is talking to you or who isn't talking to you, none of that matters. You are sovereign. I want you to hear that. Sovereign means you are the sole determiner of your life. I don't care if you're in rehab right now or in prison or somewhere else. You can start where you are, or if you're sitting at home, or if you're so rich, you don't know what to do with all your money, and so you're using dumb things to amuse yourself. I was in that position. I had more money than brains, and so I spent untold thousands of dollars every week on substances to mask the pain. So it doesn't matter which end of the spectrum you're on. Self-love is first. Because if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. You can pretend, you can go through the motions, you have to love yourself. And here's the good news. It's not as hard as it sounds. You're worth it, you're valuable, and I'm looking you right in the eyes right now and telling you, I love you. You're a divine child of God. You're a powerful person, and I don't care where you've been, how old you are, what's come before, it's never too late to matter. Never too late to have a big impact if and when you or I choose to use our divine gifts, our life experience, however painful they've been, to lift and bless and love and serve others around us. We are built to love and serve. It took me decades to learn that. I'm 68. My transformation began when I was 52. So I lived the first 52 years of my life in that self-loathing and not doing much about it because I didn't know I could or how. In the last 16 years, I've done nothing else. And I now, after that work, live in a place of absolute perpetual joy. My heart is open. I have absolute confidence in my love for my children that I talked about to start with. And everyone I meet, I hold no anger. No judgment and no loathing toward anyone for anything anymore, including myself. And my focus every day is to lift and bless you. That's why my goal this year is to help 250 million people realize who they really are, divine, powerful, capable, children of God, regardless of what you've been through, regardless of whether your business is working or not, or your relationships are working or not, or what you think of yourself at this moment, there is up there is opportunity and there is possibility. Everything that I create, all the videos, all these 
you know, road to 250 million videos, my road to the goal that I have, your ultimate life stuff, your ultimate life.ca, my YouTube channel, ultimate life formula. It's all there for you. The books that I have written all have come from my own journey and they're written to help people who are struggling, who question their worth and value. In the same process, I've learned that you have a gift. I don't know if you're using it, but the gift you have is a combination of your life experience, your natural gifts, the things you do well, and the skills that you've learned. If you combine those three things, kind of like a triple DNA, your skills, maybe the ones you've been selling in the marketplace for your jobs, your natural gifts, the things you're good at, and most of all, your life experience, what you have learned as you've gone through the crucible of your life. If you combine those and offer those as a, as a gift, a product, a service to the world to lift and bless and love, you can be successful. Absolutely, without question, 100% of the time. My commitment is to help you do that if you want help. If you are looking about how to do that, my discovery has been you can make the most money, have the biggest impact, and have the most fun when you combine those three things and offer your transparent, true self to the world. Your existing skills, your divine gifts, things you naturally do well, and your life experience. Examine those, combine them. Let this holiday right now be a turning point. Wherever you are, if you're low or if you're high, turn upwards, elevate your impact and trajectory. If I can help you, if you want my help, reach out. I've got 250 million people to help this year. I'd like you to be one of them. Without hesitation, I say that I love you. I understand what you're going through. And I say that not because I'm pretending I know your situation, but because I understand how it feels. You can create. You are the sovereign, and no one can take that from you. But we have to take action. No one's going to come and live our lives for us. That is sometimes feels like a curse, but the truth is it's a blessing. You have the ability right here, right now, to face the direction you want to go, to create what you want to create, and to build your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with me.